In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 106.3 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Madman. Trip Job and Darren Rand here with you. And uh, kicking off August, guy, this, the kids are, look like they're going back to school. You know, traffic's been nice for uh for a couple weeks, but uh, I guess that's all about to end. Uh, yeah, going back to school, I was just talking to Chris about. I mean, I can't believe these kids. Are, some of these kids are in school, yeah. and let's see, you and I got college kids, so I mean, they'll be in school in what two weeks? Yeah, no, next Saturday, thirteenth is when Davis heads back. So, um, so yeah, that will uh, you know, college is going, and um, you know, I, I will. I'm going to throw out one shout out. Maybe the only time I ever do this to the DOT. But last week, last week going back home, the new um, flyover lane or whatever from 285 heading east to 400 north is open, and that was the worst freaking intersection where you had to merge on the left-hand side coming under the bridge. This new one is awesome. That was Malfunction Junction over there. Now it's starting. It, it, it's nice. It's so it's scary. taken two years, yeah. but it, I, I have to admit, that's the first part of the whole project that I'm like, oh, my God, this, just, is, this is going to be good. I, it, it, is, it really <laughs> is. I'm just petrified of heights. <laughs> so I don't like it up there. I mean, I mean, I just don't like it up there. It's like the one at 285 and 85. That one up top is that one's like uh uh-uh, uh I yeah so I yes I totally agree yeah. but I I have to admit my complete fear of heights is is um it it, it really it's kind of scary I I actually grabbed the oh. wheel I mean yeah. I really it, it's it is it's a it's a visceral feeling. no that one is I yeah, I know what you're talking about that one's uh, interesting well we've given the DOT one minute so <laughs> that's probably enough for this year uh, um but. Uh, maybe that wasn't too boring, and so that's our topic. We're going to jump into uh, primarily B2B content, but it really it can be anything. Uh, but the topic is there's been some great articles about how can you embrace creativity and get away from boring B2B content. So <laughs> Trip knew he sent this one over the wall for us to talk to. See, my definition of great article is something that is new. And he and I were already talking about this going, this isn't new, no. folks. It's it's just and and I, I'm gonna go ahead and just open up Pandora's box and, and go Well, the two of us are older state or elder statesmen. We're we're grizzled. We're 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 experienced. And the problem is is that this industry that we live in has turned into a bunch of twenty somethings and thirty somethings. And yeah, there there are probably a lot of smart people. 
But it's called TOE, folks, time on earth. And holy smokes, everything that we are about to talk about is not new to you and I. Yeah. It's not, this is not new. And that's what frustrates the crud out of me. And he knows these kind of articles. Oh. Well, I, there have been a couple, you know, obviously there's some people I think a lot of with um, on LinkedIn and all. And there have been a couple in the last month or two that have talked about either, you know, this is marketing 4.0 or this is the fifth. One of them, uh, Mark Mitchell, was talking about this is the fifth recession that we've cycle he's been in. And I said, well, I've been in four. He was in one before I started. So, again, time on earth. You know, this is not new. We've been the, the reasons at times change. You know, the symptoms, but it, it's, it's, it's cycles that just repeat themselves in maybe slightly different ways. Well, the thing about you know, it's talking about content and how it's been boring. And in the, I mean, we've talked about whether it was paper samples, bricks, anything on that side. In my world, it's been gosh knows with all the, di- I mean, telco, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is it's called experience. How do you engage in some non boring way with, with you with the brand and the 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 thing that this is talking about with don't do boring content and we've talked about this on the show is people just write junk as air cover fodder instead of going let's create a 12-part story and keep you interested and we've talked about the bmw commercials from years ago and i mean there's a thing about that when they well i don't know you probably would know because you have a good idea in mind for when did they do that first with, with Guy Ritchie, the BMW first one? I, I, that had to be 15 years ago? Yeah. No, I think, yeah, around, right? around the 2000 sometime, yeah. but So this it, is it, not new news, folks. No, and, and I think the key is, so one of the points in this article is some 40% of marketers, and this is a survey of over 1,000 marketing professionals, you know, think that um, – you know their content's boring. They don't think it's creative, and so why why does that happen? I'm going to tell you a, a couple reasons. One is um, a they get tired of doing it, right? And then they're only thinking from their perspective, and that's probably the biggest problem. Is think about it from the client's perspective. A they may not be seeing it all the time, and B to what you know Darren was just talking about. People start out with a good plan, all right? They may, whatever it is, they may have five or six um, topics they want to start out with, and they get going, and then after a while, they they push it off, and guess what? Oh, next month is due, and they start going, you know, last minute to do it, and it doesn't, it just doesn't work. You don't hit, whether it's creativity or the customer's interest. And so it starts to get boring because you're making this a last-minute project versus understanding your audience, developing the plan. And then sometimes, because I've done many of these, say, you know what, we're going to do this for two years, and that's it. It's going to be a two-year run, and then we're going to figure out what's the next way to engage our customers. It's episodic television, and this is what we're doing with, with the big healthcare client. So one of the numbers it says in here, it used to be 8 to 10 or 8 to 12 touch points needed, you know, to to activate a client um, from start. Um, so touch point, you know, it's I hear you on the radio or I see you in a, an event or I download your banner, whatever all those touch points are. <clears throat> so we're getting ready to launch. And I was talking to my brother this morning who helps with the creative side. He is a Hollywood and he works with MGM, he works with Dolly Parton, he works with Universal, he works with all these people all over the world. 
and he yells at me all the time, he can't believe I'm doing this stuff in marketing. Well, you've been doing it in marketing for 40, <laughs> 50 years, just haven't been doing it for healthcare. My bottom line, though, is this, is that we have created, and it's about to launch in two weeks, a um, episodic character, a character, or actually characters, that are satirical in healthcare. Okay, wow. we are... We are, and and the point is that you just brought up, we couldn't launch until we had enough episodes because once it goes, we you don't have time to catch up. And so we are, and we, we've shown it, we've tested it. We are going out there with a very humorous approach, not making fun of people, but making fun of the insanity that's going on in healthcare. And we are creating six starting in the can before we even launch because there's no way to your point we can catch up if we have those six we will have six launching in august we'll run them through november and then we'll start crank but we'll start cranking up for for, for q1 in november and december to get ready for q1 but that's the thing about you episodic tv that, i mean people ask me all the time about you know how do you whether it's been the video series the newsletters um other type of content and i said look you need number one you need a skeleton and that skeleton needs to be minimal six months and you know I, if it's a monthly routine i say you need 12 months at least the skeleton now that, that all that is is the headline the topic you're going to be i said but then you need three months where you've got the articles written Oh, we, we, and, and and that's and if you don't have that when you start, you are doomed to failure. You are the the content that that we put out in this healthcare company. Exactly what Trip said. I want three months, and and it's funny you said you know, but you and I talking about it. Three months is what we have to have in the can at all yeah. times. And the and what happened was interesting is um, around, I guess it was May, we got low, mm-hmm. and. Um, and next thing knows is we had one in the can and one in, in queue in flight being worked on and neither one of them had been, had gone through the process of all the different, uh, checks and balances inside for accuracy. And I'm going, we got to put something out there. I mean, good. Don't put crap out there. So we, we had to scramble and I said, we're never doing that again. And, And part of that folks and again, I, we've talked about this. In the old days, it was newsletters, <laughs> and content is nothing but a very quickly delivered, repeatable—I mean, excuse me—sequenced um, set of newsletters. It, it, it's, and that's the problem is you got to have a bunch of people inside who can contribute to it, which is a real pain in the ass, right? I mean, that. Yeah. The, where do you find people that? I don't want to write that, or I don't want to think about that, or I, it's, it's well. Oh. And, and here's the other thing that goes into the making it uh, interesting and non-boring. Okay, a lot of people do the long-form videos, and then they go, "Okay, well, we'll just you know whether it's the webinar, we'll just put this 30-minute video out." Um, and again, let's go back to the episodic. So you know the work I'm doing with Mary Kay and the Urban Ag Council. So um, we now this week we we did the second email, but um, a month ago we reviewed um, nine emails. Okay, every other week, so that's an eighteen week cycle, and nine social posts, which are the opposite weeks. So we had everything laid out, 
These are all one-minute to two-minute videos, clips. We took the entire long form and broke it down and have developed this. But we didn't launch till we had the whole 18 weeks lined out. Now, we will tweak and do some of the content that goes with it as we get closer and we see the feedback, you know, what type of open rates, click rates, you know, that type of response. But we couldn't just go out there and start. So there's two things about this. A, again, and I hate to keep picking on the youth, but I'm going to do it. So they talk about how we talk with, with Trip and I are talking about some people might call it an editorial calendar. Okay, well, that's easy to say because you can just look that up in a book. But stringing it together, the storyline, the through line, the connectivity of it, the making sure that it makes sense from one to the next and keeping people hooked, that's not easy. No. And, and if you're not thinking about the whole thing at, at the same time, you will you, – if you want to keep, you know, you – know, um, Doing ad hoc stuff, then you get ad hoc. Right. You do so, what you just did, and that's the only way to do it. Yeah, and we'll pick this up when we come back from the break. Um, but uh, it's a great point. So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand of Rand Inc. And we are talking about how do you make your uh, B2B marketing and content not boring, which is a challenge. And we were right before the break talking about it's so critical that you plan out um, the content, the calendar, and look, you can tweak, you get feedback. Um, you know, we get, you know, the information back from uh, the email and the social programs we're doing. And so we can tweak the, you know, the details on it, but we know what this uh, membership campaign is going to look like. So um, that is so important because when you start freewheeling it, that's when things get put together. And honestly, they become either they become boring or they become hokey. They might sometimes they go too far and go creative and have no tie-in, which is where I think you were going. Of you know, it's just it's it's not tied together. Well, I mean, Star Wars, Harry Potter, all these kinds of um, you know episodic uh, series um, are planned out so far in advance. Uh, what's the new one that's coming out that, oh, gosh. Well, even the Marvel. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago they announced they've got, they're finishing phase four. Each phase has like five or six, and I don't know exactly, movies. Phase five is fully developed. And phase six, they announced, I think, the first one or two for phase six, which isn't going to hit till 2025. I mean, that's a strategic plan. Well, and, and here's the difference. In the old days, because of the the – inability to have the power that we have now as marketers um you know you 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 couldn't i mean we have access to to video and all that kind of stuff it's now a lot more affordable 
And so to what what you just said, you can build it. You could put you can build it with donuts. In other words, you can build it with in the front and the back guys. Um, so you have some consistent thread, and the ability to change and tweak and so forth is all now there. We, you know, it was not that easy. So there's really, um, I should say, I mean, but there's no excuse for not having a full blown. <clears throat> I know what you know. Here is my, here's my, the climax of this story, and and here is the the next antagonist and here's the next protagonist and i mean i know it sounds like entertainment but that's the way we've been thinking about it and the reality of what you need to do is think about your content is entertainment yeah and and along that line so you know one of the things I know you've done, and everyone's I think these days over the last two years, has done the webinar, the video webinar, uh, traditional. Okay, it's been COVID. It's been you know not you know not the ability to get out and have um, in person events. And what's the normal webinar? All right, everyone comes on. It takes about two or three minutes for the um, the Zoom or whatever they're using to get uh, get everyone silenced to get the right. Oh, is your mic on? Is this mic on? Um, we finally get you know the voice and maybe a picture of the whoever the the talking dignitary and then the and then the PowerPoint starts. In quotes, he's putting. The, I'm putting quotes around that term dignitary. Holy and, and then and and then the talking uh, PowerPoints of 37 slides go up for 30 some odd minutes, maybe 40 minutes. I just had a visual of a talking PowerPoint, Rocky Horror Picture Show, sure? the lips going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's, I would say, how 90 plus percent of these go. So back this spring, why don't you talk a little bit about Masterclass and just, you know, even structurally it was different. There was live pre-taped elements um, and how that all came together um, and we know. just did it again on a, on a not a master class, but we just did an event. So in healthcare, like any most notions, any most B2B companies, trips description of webinars is exactly what they are. And and luckily, we have given been given the freedom to do exactly not that. No. So we're we're we've got two cameras we've got an intro we're not using the standard boring webinar person right you're also not using a picture so you've got uh, in this case you had the ceo live in a very high-end um you know uh boardroom setting and and all the so the the next part of it was what we did was set up essentially the way we're looking at them is if you look at what like Ron Howard's doing as a master class, other folks in Hollywood are doing as master classes, and it's meant to um, have an ebb and a flow to to Trip's point. You could say there's an intro or a monologue, and then there there's Q and A, and there's there's you know stuff like that. Not a single PowerPoint was used. Um, not a a single boring Q and A type you know old school thing was used. Um, we had a our own moderator, yep. um, uh, someone who works for the company, who is actually a real actor and and knows how to do it, and so all these things were done, and it looked completely different than your here. I'm gonna bore you the heck out of you, and 
It was only 40 minutes. We didn't take right. the whole hour. When you had a 10 to 12 minute video that was produced that was both animated uh, graphics as well as the CEO in the same setting, in the same clothes. So it looked like it could have been live, depending on when you came in. And, and, and it, it seamlessly tied in to the intro. And then when you came back and the moderator started the Q&A. And this will set us up for the next part. And here are the numbers, folks. It was 59% more registrants. There were 59% more registrants than, than the norm ever. And in terms of attendees, it was 30% more than the norm yeah. ever. And they do probably, they average, I think, one away. So they do about 50 webinars a week, a, a, I mean, year. a year. So this, you know, this they've is, been doing this for a while. So this is not, you know, just uh, something that uh, they only do infrequently. This is a major step change. And then the the this two weeks ago, we did a conference. And again, gosh, help the folks in healthcare because they are, there is a special place. Uh, and I mean that positively for people in healthcare. But boy, are they boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, holy crud. So, um, and insular. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. You, you know, you, if you're not in healthcare, man, they don't want to touch you. No, um, <laughs> no. And, and so, um, we, you know, when you sponsor a conference, um, you know, what you do in the same, instead of it being a over the video webinar, people stand up there and they give a speech and, and go through the slides. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Holy smokes! It is. It is. It, it, you, you, it nails on the chalkboard, screeching. There's nothing that can describe how how hideous that is. But that's the way it's been. Nope, we're not doing that way. So again, we're we're running cameras. We've got chairs as if it's David Letterman. You know. You know. And we had the uh, one of the one of the customers, one of the clients there, and it was a, it was a conversation. Yeah. Completely different. People are raising their hands. People are getting involved, you know, and, and, and the problem is, and again, the marketing needs a giant enema. I mean, I've said that a million times. You know, I use that probably a lot more than, well, I just think there are a lot of shitty marketing out there. Oops. He's going to have to bleep that yeah. one. Um, but the, the, the issue is, is that um, th- what, what we're talking about, I don't think is new, not for you and I. It's, there's nothing new about what we're talking no. about. It's just that it doesn't get done, and, and and I don't know why it doesn't get done. Why do people think they have to bore the crap out of you? Uh, you know, I don't know. And I think, well, look, we've been doing this for a year and a half now, and I think even the lessons I've learned, you know, early on, we, we were probably too scripted. You know, we used to have lots of questions, and it became, I would think it was more stale at times. And nowadays, I mean, hey, there's articles like this, but we come in with two to three topics and whether we have guests on or it's, it's us. And I think what we've done is we've learned of how do we hopefully make it engaging and exciting for our listeners. And there's, there's times where you overscript it, overdo it. Um, and I think you have to have that. You have to have a plan. Uh, that's what we were talking about we early on. A plan. But if you get so, and I use the webinars as an example because so many of them, because they are PowerPoint-driven, it's here to here to here to here. It, it becomes overscripted. It's a great point, and and this is where actually again having my brother help with uh, with this again this event last week or two weeks ago, when you've got a director sitting yeah. there working with two, we're talking two business people, two yeah. executives in healthcare, and saying just be you, just be you, and he's you know, and that's all he's doing is just helping them be themselves, and he knows. 
the right question to ask. I mean, because he and I have talked about the questions that we want to get into the conversation. Yeah. And he knows when. That's why we have our own moderator, because I can feed the moderator at the right time. And then he knows how, and and but he he doesn't tell them what to say. He just right. goes because that's the differentiator. You understand right. that the value is the CEO and 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 really being the passion and telling the story. Yeah, and he does, it's just amazing how how the content comes out. To your point, again, these guys aren't scripted because they're really good at what they do in healthcare. Right. I mean, really, 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 really good. But the the ability he he always goes and he, he'll do thirty minutes ahead of time. Here, you know, here's. Here's just just let let me feed you the and he knows the psyche. Okay, if I ask this question, I'm going to get them going this direction and just just start talking. So I'm going to wrap this part up because we you know in the second half here. um, So the last thing it said part of the reason marketers think that this happens is um, because half of them cite a lack of budget and a third of them blame a lack of in-house support from leadership. All right, Usually I'm going to BS. I'm yep. going to BS okay. um, because a lot of this stuff isn't that much more expensive. It's just it, it's doing the work that we talked about. It's having a plan and thinking about it differently. So it can be done. It's not that hard. And if you, honestly, if you're not getting it from your in-house team, then look at bringing someone in who can, can challenge that thinking and um, help you connect with your customers. Where I, where I think it's accurate, so I do agree that it, you can you can do things now that you couldn't do. Yes. That's 100% correct. I do, however, think that there is a huge uh, challenge for executives or owners or whoever it may be that's making the decision to step out on the ledge and go, yeah. I am willing to try something different. Agreed. Absolutely. Which goes into this next article from Harvard Business Review, closing the gap between digital marketing spending and performance. And so uh, now we're really getting Darren going. I'm going to read, I think there's about five of these first, some of the uh, comments and and the points that they make, the high-level points. Then we're going to come back to each of them. But I think to set it up, um, number one, um, with, you know, why is there a gap? Number one is companies haven't developed a fully integrated digital marketing organization. Number two, marketing teams face a steep learning curve when it comes to data analytics. Amen. Which leads into three, and they have to master the challenges of converting data analytics to actionable metrics. Number four, mapping the digital customer journey has become increasingly complex. Amen. And then five, um, Many firms outsource their digital marketing activities. So those are the five kind of points of why this is going on. So let's go back to the first one. That why don't we go to the, you because you, you had to deal with lots of different people when yeah. you were, and you know you had fifty people and how many firms? You know, depending. So I would say you know, and I looked at it even as our execution firms like the printers and fulfillment houses. But if you think just design or digital marketing, PR, we would typically probably have four firms. We'd have a strategic creative. We would have an email um, and digital kind of firm. We'd have um, the PR, and then we might have... PR, your favorite term. Yeah, I know. And then we probably have some type of web and uh, you know early days of social, but it was more web-related. So, so we probably have four different firms. And most of the time in, in the world in which we play, I, and, and Tripp's played with where he's had that kind of uh, massive set of groups, 
people don't aren't talking to each other. No, and I mean that's that. So that's two of them. One, they haven't, you know, got that fully integrated team internally. But then the one where, you know, it says, hey, they outsource their digital marketing efforts, and they say thirty-two percent of it are performed by outsource agencies, and therefore, you know, they can't. Um, they can't really control the brand side of things and the brand consistency um, if an external agency is driving. And that's where, again, I'm calling BS I told because yeah. that's the marketing leader in-house. So we did a lot of things. You know, we'd have these four agencies, and at least once a year, I had all four of them together with our team. We we're okay. This is what we approved for our budget. This is what our marketing plan is. And, and we they loved it because they got to cross-pollinate ideas with these other agencies as well. Um, now, were we together much more than that? No. Two of them might be. We might bring in, you know, our chief creative and we might bring our PR in if we were doing a product launch, okay? So the PR needed to understand where we were going around the creative and strategy for the brand, um, to drive the launch. Then with other times we might bring that email and digital agency in with the creative. But again, once a year, it was a grounding of where we're going because the last thing we needed to do was be launching a product in September and have the digital agency have planned all types of activities for Q4 that have nothing to do with that product. All right. So... <clears throat> Think about this, folks. We're sitting in the 680 office. Uh, when you when they when they call a play in football, let's see, do they have the receivers on one side of the field yeah. and the linemen in the middle and then the no? Yeah. They're all in the huddle. They're getting the play from from the coordinator, bringing it down to the quarterback who's calling the play, so that everybody knows what to do, what the timing is yeah. together. And if it were, and that means everybody's got to know. Everyone's got to be on the same stinking page. Right. And that's how marketing should be. The right. problem is that's not the way marketing typically is. Yeah, and you do. You know what you do is in your in your general meetings, you get the whole offense together. You talk about what the game plan is, and then you break out in your individual position groups. And you've got your coaches, and you go do that. Well, that that's what happens. That's marketing. But unfortunately. Everyone stays in their position groups, and they don't come back together. Not in our world, they don't. That's right. for darn sure. That's the, so, that's the problem. So that, A, that's a leadership problem. That is not, to me, and any, and any marketing leader that puts that on their agency or agencies, it's a leadership issue. It's not um, – I, I would love to say there are more marketing agencies that push to be involved. There are some good ones. Um, but most of them don't. They just will take their direction. Uh, but it really is internal. So let, let's. I'm going to wind Darren up now. Let's go back to the piece about uh, data. <laughs> so marketing teams face a steep learning curve when it comes to data analytics, and they have to ma- master the challenge of converting data analytics to actionable metrics. You're not supposed to have dead air on radio. Yeah. Are we <laughs> <laughs> so for folks who don't know, again. Um, I I I yeah yeah I saw this when we were going to talk about it. So I spent uh, a lot of money and time and so forth, and have been working on this conversation for almost my entire career. I mean, so the reality is of talking about marketing metrics as a basis is not new. And I wrote this on the. It's like no no, no this is not new. The problem is 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 again if you don't understand 
first of all, we've talked about this before. Let's go back to the football. If you don't understand what your strategy is and you don't understand the numbers you need to be looking for to understand if your strategy is working, then you, you, you can't win a football game. Same with marketing. And so the, the volume, which is the other thing this article talked about, the volume of channels that is now in play. We've talked about an example from you know, 15 years ago with the Groupon or you know, all these. As any new marketing channel hits the, quote, airwaves, it is, we've talked about Pinterest. It's the shiny object. And, folks, what it's doing is it's watering down your ability to go very specific and very deep with your, with your marketing strategy and your, your I'm going to call it in quotes, air quotes, media buy. Because most of you are afraid to miss something, and so you end up hitting nothing. I just had this conversation two days ago. So what, what I'm talking about is this. There's if you don't have enough statistically relevant data to get any kind of uh, trend, it, it do, it's useless. You got to be willing to make the bets, look at the data and the and the the relevant data, and you can't just look at clicks alone. You got to look at how does all of this data correlate but, together, and and against a certain goal, and that's a big hairy question that most people don't even understand right and i think i think i love the analogy with the football real quick because um nowadays there's so many you said shiny objects so now you got this aws data how fast someone's running you've got um yards per you know catch you've got um certain uh completion percentage on third down versus second down well all these type of things that come out there and and that's the same thing marketing's dealing with all these shiny objects in football what's the number one offensive metric Yards, uh, score. score, other than score. How much? How, what's your score? How much? How much do you score a game? Yeah, there, there is no other metric really that matters. Yard, all those things. If if you average point. yeah. seventeen points a game, yeah, and you have you're in top ten and all these others, but seventeen points a game in the NFL would be make you dead last in today's world. It yeah. doesn't. You know. You guess what? You're losing. Yeah, that's and yeah. that's and that's unfortunately, I think, what we see sometimes in marketing and the metrics. Well, see, and it's interesting because I, you know, I love, love I love sports. Just don't have time to do it anymore uh, like I used to. But Trip's point about that is great. See, here's what's interesting, and in, in the way that my brain goes with with marketing metrics, it's like okay, um, it, it's like also how much time do you do you keep the ball right? Yeah. In other words, am I a, am I a run in Am I run it and and I can and I'm trying I can only score 17 points because I got a lousy offense. Yep. And so I got I got a hope that I've got an offensive line that can allow me to run the ball and just eat up clock. Okay. And if I can, I might have a chance with 17. But the, in today's yep. world, yeah, what is it? Probably 24. Yeah, at you least. Yeah, know. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely in the 20s. Yeah. And and you're right. I mean, ultimately, the is yeah, you score more than your opponents, but but you the, know, the, we but sometimes everyone lose sight in marketing. You lose sight of what's the revenue, what's the revenue growth, what's your share growth, those type of things. Well, and what this is is we're talking about we're talking about using more than one number. Yeah, that's what is the frame of reference for the number that you're you're 
your that your in this case score okay yeah. well frame of references did we did we score more than them and if you're if you're in healthcare or technology growing five uh, percent may be bad because you need double digit growth if you're in a manufacturing industrial business right now <laughs> anything above GDP is fantastic so it is that's a great point it is frame of reference but how does it tie into your business absolutely yeah so you know we're um. We're going to get into this article a little bit more because there's some great things in here, and in the last section we'll we'll kind of dive in. But um, you know, I think uh, one of the things I'm going to mention uh, before we go to the break is that um, 60% of marketing leaders basically said they were either in the nascent or emerging stage of their digital transformation. So that's kind of, I didn't mention that before, that's kind of why this article came up. Um, that's why we kind of looked at it. And again, I think there's a lot of things that can be done. I think, you you know, as a leader, you need to, you need to take a little more of uh, the bull by the horns in order to do that. So um, when we come back, we will dive in a little bit more into the rest of this HBR article, and you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand of Rand Inc. here with you. And we are talking about, you know, why there's such a gap in digital marketing efforts these days. And we've hit, we've hit on um, understanding data, uh, developing uh, actionable metrics, which is a challenge. We've talked a little bit about really having a fully integrated marketing team, and then also how do you do that with your outsource agency? So the last of kind of the five um, uh, failures, I guess, that the article points out is that mapping the digital customer journey has become increasingly complex. And I think one of the things that, because they're focusing on digital, I believe marketing is trying to do this by themselves or struggling with understanding the customer or getting sales engaged. Um, I don't know. What what have you seen, Darren? <laughs> so he set me up, folks, on that one. I, I, I think that there's such a disconnect. And sales and marketing integration, again, is not a new conversation at all. And the more digital things become, the more integrated it really must become between sales and marketing. So my feeling, again, is that, and I, gosh, bless salespeople. I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard, hard, hard thing to do. <clears throat> what they don't understand in sales, especially high-end B2B, is the necessity of good data and the ability, if you're going to, let's go clearly, customer journey and getting an understanding of it through the digital platforms. The only way that happens is that everyone has to participate. Yep. Everybody has to participate. So if you send out 
we're getting ready to do a we're getting ready to invest in an enormous conference in in the fall six figures and starting this week and next week it's a full-on sales marketing executive team inside outside but that means that when you're talking to everybody you need to know where they are in the journey have you just talked to them and told them about it did they already know about it are we going to introduce them are they going to come are they not going to come if they're not going to come can somebody else come all these sorts of things that's that's just a simple I talk about conferences as a wedding. You know, save the date, keep you interested, have a good time, thank you very much, right? It's a wedding. And and so there are so many moving pieces and this is a, this is a big conference with a lot of moving pieces. And so if you don't use in this case we use HubSpot, whether you use HubSpot or Salesforce, it doesn't matter what you use. These are, and this conversation with HBR is digital. These are digital tools that you use to help you track the customer journey. But that means everybody's got to participate. If it's but, not in that digital tool, it didn't happen. Right. But it also, that journey includes analog touch points. Uh, well, and, you know, that's, I love what you said before, and it's everyone has to participate. And, and some of the work you've done includes, you know, digital first steps and then a phone call from sales right so it's not this is not a pass the baton and oh the digital piece is only marketing um and then when they're ready to buy we put the salesperson on the line no it, it's it, you have to have it in between and the good salespeople, as they do start to make that contact they need to understand what's going on in marketing and they need to weave in as they're having that relationship with the buyer how was some of these digital touch points? That's where you get even greater feedback back to the marketing team to improve some of that digital journey. It talks about it in this article, so we're not going to hit this exactly, yeah. but it talks about you know the customer and knowing the customer. So we, I call that G2, whatever, 411, yeah. G2, whatever you want to call it. But, again, this is digital, and we've talked about this for many, many, many times. Everything in today's world is digital, right? I mean, everything. Even billboards are digital. Yep. So the point is you've got these powerful platforms, and that it talks about that as well as you know, catching up and using whether it's HubSpot or Salesforce or any of the Marketos or any of those sorts of things. They're hard to use. Got it. And even for me, I can't stand it, but I use it because it's got so much good data. So the point is let's say you're going to an event and you've got the ability to invite, in this case, we have the ability to invite seven people at $10,000 a piece. Okay. Yep. That's a lot of money. Okay. It's not do, the first seven that respond. And exa- how do we decide who gets to you know who gets the the, the hand raise? Yeah, I mean that that's and in the old days, I mean especially the world you you know you were inviting them to AT and T and you're invite here and there. Well, you know, and you had to do it with Excel spreadsheets and all that sort of stuff. We've got the information now. You send this stuff out to let's say two hundred targeted people who responded, who didn't respond, who downloaded, who did, whatever. Follow up. Get the G two. Are they are they interested in the topic? Are they not interested in the topic? And then what's, what's you, the potential you know deal size? Ex- all um, that stuff, and and you can tell by what they what they looked at in the in the journey. Did they look at the video? Did they read? You know. So there's so much to the point is mapping the customer journey means mapping the interaction of that company and the people within it from the time. You don't know them or know them to the time you get them into the into the community as a client and onward. 
And that means every single touch point, every single touch point. And, and so, unfortunately, I think that you asked three questions. This was a long, Darren-like yeah. answer. I think, you know, again, sales is still far behind its ability or its desire to understand how much participation inside of a digital world can help their can help their world. Yeah, and I think, you know, from my experience, I used to, you know, when we had major programs like this, I tried to bring one or two salespeople, depending on who it was, and it usually was more junior because they were more f- familiar with the technology, onto the team that initiated the mapping out process, right? So then they could go back. They became champions for this program back with the entire salespeople. And, you know, that way I had someone on the inside, you know, with 30 plus sales reps or, um, you know, the old cast was more than that, but, you know, that could go back and say, wait a second, this is why we're doing it. This is why we need this information. And, you know, it, it sometimes it means a lot more coming from that, you know, 32 year old salesperson who gets it than it does even coming from me. It, it, it's, it's so funny, you know, um, again, that's a, being a salesperson. Um, again, we've seen so much change in, in business and marketing and sales in the last two decades. Oh, I mean, just enormous change. And because of that, the true profession of sales is probably as weak as the true profession of marketing. Because when, when business is just coming over the wall, you don't have to train people to be really true professional salespeople. You know, what does it take to be a truly good professional, you know, half million dollar year. And yes, folks, we know salesperson because that's out there. And I, I think a lot of those people either either left. And so now you've got to your point, the, the Bill Gillespie's who uh, Bill's actually mentoring uh, one of my um, uh, nephews. Wow. Really? Great. Yes. No, he's been they've had a great dialogue over the last couple of weeks. But no, you're you're true. And that would be a topic for another day. And I think it's all similar like marketing. I will say, you know, in the old days, you could be an account rep, you could be a strategist, and you could also be a business developer. Today, you know, guess what? People, it's they're either an SDR or they're a um, biz dev person only, or they're a customer success officer. You don't have that ability, so and they I don't think get cross trained. They don't get and they don't get cross trained. They don't understand, and so there's just a giant. I think there's just a giant. I think the talent may be there. Hopefully, the desire yeah. maybe gets back. But I think in in our worlds, sales and marketing, the, the there's room left. for growth. There's so hey, if you growth. have questions, feel free to give us a call at Rand Inc. Um, and you have been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra One Hundred Six Point Three. Have a great week, everyone. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. 
First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.